Could someone please call respiratory? Welcome to the Hey, Could Someone Please Call Respiratory podcast with your hosts, Eric Harder and Denise Van Ball. Well, hello and welcome back to Hey, Can Somebody Please Call Respiratory podcast, right? Nailed it again. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast that we're having here. And so I'd like to I'd like to reintroduce myself since we started this podcast, and this is uh, another episode. My name is Eric Carter. I am actually a respiratory therapist, uh, and my assistant host is uh, Denise Van Respiratory. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is a respiratory therapist as well, and... um, You know, she's she's doing all the respiratory stuff. So so basically um, what I would like to do is welcome everybody back. And I thought because we have two episodes under our our belt, I thought what we we, what we would do is begin to read some of the. Unbelievable comments that we've been getting very exciting People are watching, people are liking, people, people are sharing, are, and yeah. people are commenting on the podcast here on the podcast. So, you ready, Denise? I can't wait. Okay, so let's see what the first one was. Oh, that's hey, someone please call yep. Respiratory. Yep. Welcome. Let me turn that down just a, just yeah. a smidge. Yeah. All right, so this one was somebody somewhere in the world, okay? I suspect it's a respiratory therapist. And she said, you ready? What a waste of my time. You don't even address anything about the subject matter until 13 minutes and 30 seconds out of a 22-minute podcast. Would like to tune in and learn something since I'm a respiratory therapist liaison consultant also but i'd rather rely on my 42 years of experience than to listen to the two of you babble on about nothing <laughs> what do you think about that that's a pretty good comment isn't it yeah she's a real nice lady um yeah. it was the first podcast we were just introducing ourselves and well, you having can't, a good time okay well you can't get mad so don't be like that um and then let's read another one shall I we i want Huh? I can do what I want. I I know. I don't know if you met me or not. All right. So let us read another one. Okay. Are there any nice ones? Yeah. Oh, can you read a nice one in between so I can calm down? Yes. The second one is, I agree with you. What the heck is this crap? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Clearly, they're not talking about me. What are their podcasts about? Uh, I don't know. Um, another gentleman says, I literally got nothing out of this. <laughs> huh? Not bad. And then, and then another one is, I got to five minutes and 53 seconds and couldn't watch anymore. After she gargled her coffee, I was out. so you're doing an amazing job doing a really good job yeah 
So way to go, Denise. Absolutely nailed it on the podcast. Um, I think the responses are fantastic. I think people are really tuning in and I think they're really commenting. What is it? Any press is good press. Is that what it's what it is? Well, doesn't feel that way, does it? I'm not really worried about what they think. Yeah. So again, what we're trying to do here is on a serious note. <clears throat> her personality is her personality. My personality is my personality. This is, in fact, how we are every day in our office as we run our full service respiratory company. We have been to 750 million in services where you want to literally punch yourself square in the face. And um, all you're thinking about is why didn't this person bring donuts? How much longer do I have to be here? I wish I was not here. And so we um, are trying to do more of an informational in-servicing education and so on, specifically about uh, many of our topics are, you know, about nursing homes and hospice. And so we thought we would have a little bit of fun with it. So keep those comments a coming. We appreciate them. At your own and, risk. Huh? At your own risk. Keep them coming. At your own risk. Yes. So anyways, uh, so today, um, what are we discussing my dear. High flow, high flow oxygen in the homes, in the nursing homes. Yes. Yes. Um, not everybody even knows it's an option. And a lot of the times when you say high flow oxygen, people think that you're talking about a 10 liter concentrator, any flows above six. But that is not the case. What we're actually talking about is high flow. I think you know it more so as what the vapotherm in the hospital. So Fisher and Pagel did make a machine that you can use in the house. It's called the Airvo machine, my Airvo 2 specifically. I have one over here. This is what it looks like. Yeah. Now, did Fisher and Pagel make any discounts on the machine? They did not. There's not a single discount you can Coupons? get. Coupons? You, nope. You can buy 7,000 of them in bulk and still not get a deal. Coupon codes? No, but they'll give you uh, these Prime Day? Baskets. Can we buy them on the Prime Day? Huh? No, no. They don't How about the disposables? Are those real affordable? They're not also affordable. No. no, no. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah. Can't wait until uh, Fisher and Bakel come up with a new <laughs> affordable machine that helps the people. Right. I mean, but that's, but that is the thing. It does help the people. Um, yes, it does. It's a great machine. So what the Airvo does is it uses high flow. So it, it takes the, makes the, the machine creates flow and then pushes the O2 into the patient. So the flow starts anywhere or starts the lowest is 10. The highest it goes up to is 60. The at 60 liters of flow, that is about, Eight of CPAP, right? Uh, yeah, once what is it? One centimeter of water pressure every ten liters of flow. Yeah, one one point something. So, so you're getting a max of six liters of or six centimeters water pressure CPAP, right? If you're at sixty. Yeah, liters. I think it was one point and one and some change. So I think it adds up to eight. Huh. I know it adds up to eight. I was just asking you to 
let you to try to verify, so confirm and verify. But how do I was I do just letting that? you talk. I just wanted you to have some, you know, talk. Right, right. Not just be the the face of the podcast. The yeah. Face of the mm-hmm. uh, podcast. Yes. You're not just a pretty face. Well, that's true. I have the salmon face. shirt, by the way. I didn't know if you noticed. I have the salmon shirt on today. I noticed. Uh, my oh. daughter looked at me very puzzled this morning. What she wondered if it was your wife. <laughs> my wife's blouse. Yes, wife. I had to take the the was it what do you call the the thing the brooch brooch what's the name brooch it's a brooch was there a brooch on it Does Trish wear brooches No, but I'm thinking about getting into the brooch Business? situation. Huh? Please don't wear a brooch. Yep. All right. Anyway, anyway. back to the subject matter before you know. Rebecca Respiratory has a bird. Um, <laughs> I, don't want no I don't think. I don't think their names were Rebecca. Well, I was just not using the real names. Right. Nor did I, it. for technicality's sake. Nailed it. Um, so anyway, high flow. So the way it works, the machine generates flow, and then you bleed in the oxygen and then it blends it together and it delivers it to the patient. You can get higher concentrations of oxygen this way. And like I said, it helps push the oxygen down into the lower airways so that the patient can oxygenate better. And like I said, not a lot of people know that you have this option available to you at home and in the nursing facilities. Um, So with the CPAP effect, it is really great for your patients that are non-compliant on their CPAP machine. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I have a question. question. Yes. So, however, I don't think Medicare, like, you know, yeah, right. So people can't typically get this unless they're on hospice Hospice. or they're in a nursing facility. Is that correct, correct, Denise, on the podcast? That is correct. Now, I think Medicare will... I think isn't there some sort of special whatever, but that's a what do they call that? A red herring fish. You're doing good today. So yeah, so it's not typically well, you can't get cover. it at home, basically. It's yeah. not a BAPAP, it's not a CPAC. You have <laughs> you cannot get the Aravo high flow necessarily at home. Yeah, through the insurance, but you can. You have buy it, it I guess, but you'd have hmm? to have a doctor. Yeah, you're no, I'm not. saying for hospice. Hospice, hospice uses them a lot. Um, yeah, you can hospice. call Fisher and Paco. They're real accommodating. Yeah, they'll give it to you for a cool million. It's about four the four same hours. amount we spent on the podcast. Yeah. Well, no. A lot. Oh, I mean, you could just pay in your arm, your leg, your firstborn kid. Doesn't matter. Um. Anyway, so high flow, so CPAP effect essentially holding open the little airways so that you can blow off that CO2. So for your retainers, it's really great. For your patients that are non-compliant on their BiPAP and their CPAP is really great. Um, For your patients trying to get over the hump, they're not sick enough to still be in the hospital. They had pneumonia, they had COVID, they had whatever have you. They're not sick enough to still be in the hospital, but they have higher um, requirements for O2. You can put them on this and let them get better at the nursing home and then wean them off. for your patients that are on hospice that are going to go home, um, you can make them a lot more comfortable, less air hunger, less um, problems with 
you know, when they have higher O2 flows and they're wearing the nasal cannula, it's not so dry because the Airvo provides heated humidity. Um, so let me show you how to set it up and then I can run through all of these things. You ready? I'm ready. I'm, I'm okay. I'm 100% all right. So here's engaged. I'm not doing anything else. I'm not doing I anything else whatsoever. Is Rebecca on here? Is she ready? She can. Well, we don't do the live. Oh. Hopefully she's tuned in. Hopefully this is informative enough. You're for so you're so angry. <laughs> so angry. So I don't know why they have to talk trash. But anyway, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I think I welcome every comment. Okay. Well, we're two different time. people. That's why we don't get along. That's true. Um. So for the disposable parts of the airbo, uh, if we were working at the same hospital back when I worked in hospitals. I would want to be not in the same unit. I would want to be in another, in another. I would not want to be in the same. I would not want to be working in the same. Um, yeah, because area because I would. Cool people would be making fun of you, and you would be embarrassed. <laughs> right. So I'd want to take. I would want to take the ET tube tape, and um, I mean, just you know, kind of. What? What's that? let you use it for you know for the folks is what mm -hmm. i'd like to do that's good no i think we would get along really good in the hospital working together yeah we would have got a lot of work done wow that's not a, that's not a true all right so anyway so the disposable components the very affordable disposable components um so it's a tube and chamber kit which is this and this this is a heated tube a heated corrugated tube, oh, wrong end. It plugs into the top of the airbo and there's where you get your heat from. Um, this is the chamber and this goes into the other part, which is the refillable water bag. And you just, what's it called when you poke it in the bottom there? An expensive water bag that should be 14 cents. Sorry. All right. So you, I forget what it's called. You know, when you do the pierce, pierce, so pierce the bag and then the water in the bag and then it flows into the tube and chamber kit like so. And then the interface. So you can use the um, Airvo uh with a regular nasal cannula you can use it and hook it up to uh not a regular nasal cannula you can use yeah. it for the nasal cannula that is for the air valve or yeah. you can hook it up to any oxygen mask um and then they also have an adapter use, you can hmm? use any o2 mask it yeah because the air no, 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 no oh, really? you still have to use the piece that's the it's a mask adapter so I see it costs the same as the nasal cannula and the uh, trach direct connect. So you can hook that up to like a regular aerosol mask? Mm -hmm. Really? Hmm. A simple mask, uh, a tent, if you will. Um, an oxygen you tent. You use a tent? You're not getting yeah. any flow. You How are you getting the flow? Right the, what do you mean? You can put up to 60 liters of flow. Yeah, but isn't it supposed to be, well, I don't know. This is why we have a whole bunch of respiratory therapists to help. Don't let me know if I'm wrong, I'm sure. <laughs> Rebecca, Rochelle and Rebecca Respiratory are going to hop right on there now, huh? Sorry. Um, anyway, 
So you, but the most commonly we use it with the regular nasal cannula interface. Um, it's these, it's a little bit thicker cause like you're blowing a lot more flow through there. And it just has the one piece of headgear that goes behind the head and then the tubing. So this hooks directly to the heated tubing. So let me show you how it goes together. So tubing chamber kit. Like this computer. You can push this front piece down and slide it right into there. And these two holes line up with the two holes on there. We'll push it until it clicks, so you're in. This hooks up to the top of the machine. There's a little piece there. You have a little hole for it right there. Put it on, you're hooked in. And then you just hang your bag. So these do come with a little stand that's perfect for hanging this bag. They cost an arm and leg. So All we, we do is talk. <laughs> All we're doing is talking about it's so expensive. It's bizarre. So Did we, we have use... Fisher and Paco sponsor the pro the podcast? Is that no, a good idea? They would no. Well, they need to know how outrageous they are. So, um, and then the water bag. So we don't have the stand. We just use the IV pole. We do have stands. Right, but we're going to use the IV pole. Um, so that's the setup. So it's tube and chamber. So basically this, all of this is the humidification system. And then this is the heated tube. And then you hook your nasal cannula right into the end of there and you're good to go. These are, the airbrow is really good also for your trach patient with very thick secretions that aren't managed well enough on a regular cool mist humidified trach collar. Um, the heated humidity makes a big difference in the secretion. So if you're having those problems in a facility or on in a hospice setup, you can use the air bell too. Yeah. So that. on that note, question and or comment, I guess I'll start with a comment. I feel like there are some companies out there that are just throwing these on everybody because obviously they get a higher rental, you know, that type of thing, right? They can charge an arm and a leg or what have you. But the truth is you don't need this on everybody. It's not for every trach patient and it's not for every, you know, um, you know, somebody that is only on a few liters is not necessarily needs an air vote, right? It's a very specific, I mean, it's a great, it's great for who it's great for, but right. specifically a trach patient who's managing their secretions very well in a nursing facility, you can still use a compressor with the water bottle and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, I mean, obviously the goal is to wean them, decannulate them and, and, and have them get back to a normal state. So just so you know, if you're a nursing facility out there, you're a DON or what have you, or whoever you are, if you're in, thinking about having these in your facility and they seem super expensive and, and also super complicated and the disposables are expensive too, it's really for a specific patient. It's great for a specific patient. So I don't feel like you have to have, if you have six, seven, 10, 20 trach patients in your building, what would you say the percentage of those in the normal vent facility or long-term facility, long-term trach? I mean, who, who absolutely needs those? 
It's not a huge percentage. It's just for the the people that keep going out for plugs or having secretion issues or what have you, right? Yeah. So if the regular humidified tray collar isn't enough, you keep having those issues, then yeah. you should consider heated humidification. So which... the reason I'm saying all that is Mr. or Mrs. D-O-N, please don't let your rental company or respiratory company strong arm you into having 700 airvos in your facility. That's not necessary. It really isn't. Even a further reason to have Fisher and Paco sponsor the podcast here on the <laughs> podcast, because I just basically threw them square under the bus. Is they that clear? Them. Like I said, they need to Actually, be I love the machine. It's just, it's who it's for. Right. All right. So I'm going to put water in here. So you can't turn this machine on until you set everything up. Everything has to be in place. The tube has to be in place. The chamber has to be in place. And then you have to have water in the bag and it hung before you can even turn the machine on. Otherwise, all the alarms will go off. Tube not connected, bag is empty, you know, all that. So for the bag distilled or sterile water. Question. Yeah. Uh, asking for a friend. Oh, here we go. Um, Do I need to put this much in? No. Uh, yeah, so one of my respiratory therapist friends one time went to an inpatient unit and he or she, one of them, forgot to bring back up disposables. Mm -hmm. And they accidentally pierced the bottom crookedly and created a hole. And then the water was coming out. And they didn't have a backup water bag. And then they subsequently had a nurse at the door who was looking at them sideways thinking they didn't know what they were doing. Was this and you? No, like I said, I was asking for a friend. Oh, because I feel what, like this was So what had happened you was... Saw me from there? I thought it was you. No. So what happened was they told me that Denise was on vacation that week and she always and tells the, hell the therapist hand. to have backup disposables just in case there's a problem. You should always have a plan B in every yeah. single situation. So anyways, this person uh, definitely uh, used a lot of tape from the nurse's station to <sighs> tape the bag without any success and then had to call Shannon and I called Shannon to come and bring me the, or this person called Shannon to come and bring the disposables. And then I had to, then that person had to replace them. And yeah. it was there only there for over an hour or two. So it's not that hard to set up the airvo. Um, I just want to be clear that sometimes this type of thing can happen for other, other respiratory people out there without all my experience. Yeah, blind, blind respiratory therapist or <laughs> what? So it's not that hard to set it up and piercing a bag is definitely not that hard. Um, depends on who's. You just got to be easy, bud. You don't need to go jamming the spike everywhere. That's what I told him. Her. That's what he said. Okay. Um, so the machine is all set up. You can turn it on. When you're pushing in the power button, which is here on top, I'll say you, you need to hold it down for a minute. I know I couldn't say. Um, 
So it takes a minute to boot up. So there's three settings that go into the Airbow machine. The temperature, the flow, and the FiO2. Um, temp is anywhere from 31 to 37. So the, if the patient complains it's too hot, we can decrease that? So one thing I do know is that people that can't breathe don't like hot air. Yeah. Um, Who would? Why would you want that? You wouldn't, but you need it because you're using so much flow that it's going to dry out. So you need that heated humidity. Um, right. So it's if you it, can it, tolerate it, basically, yeah, is what you're it saying. comes with the territory. You'll you'll tolerate it. <laughs> you um, so I always set it at the lowest for your chronic longers and things like that. They can't breathe. Um, 31 degrees is still a lot of degrees of temperature. All right. So temp flow, flow. So flow right? is anywhere for people that never have experienced the difference. You're talking about the flow, the amount of flow that's coming. So that those patients that are air hungry feel that uh, flow and, 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 and small amounts of pressure that helps them that? overcome that air hunger. And then, and then the FiO2, the oxygen amount, that we're actually piping in through the mm -hmm. concentrator, right? Right. So, or in the inpatient IPU that has piped in O2, just right to the wall. Right to the wall. So, I'm going to show you in one second once this boots up the top of the screen um, what we got on there. I can show you now, actually. It, it didn't beep off yet, did it? No, it's well, it, it's got to get to temperature. So, this microphone. Um, first setting is not up to temperature yet. It's at 27 degrees. It'll get there. Oh, there we go. Um, the flow is set at 30 and then the FiO2 right now is at 21% because it's room air. I don't, I don't have any O2 bled in. So the way the machine works is like eventually the higher the flow, the less the FiO2. So, and we're very limited in the home situation and in the nursing home situation that doesn't have piped in O2 at what flows we can get or with what FiO2s we can get with the higher flows. So in the hospital, a lot of times when they get on the high flow, they just put them at hundred percent with the most flows. So you're at 60 liters of flow at hundred percent. We can't do that in the facilities. Like I said, we're limited with 10 liter concentrators um, on the wall flow meter. You can just, it stops at 15, but you can turn until you're blue in the face and get however much flow you want. And, and you can get those settings on the machine, but not with the concentrator. So behind me. All right. So we're still recording. I believe. Yep. So nonetheless, we still have 15 minutes. So now we need to be done by one forty. All right. Well, let uh, me do this real quick then. And then I we just, can... I'm going to have a drink of my, you're what? Your girly, your your female, your Korean Raz. I think it actually matches my salmon shirt. Yeah, I'm selling. I'm embarrassed for you. Rick, Ricky Respiratory is gonna have something to say about that. Ricky, Rebecca, he absolutely Paul, would. They're gonna get destroyed in the comments. He's always no. The rest of the respiratory. Guy. We love the whatever it is. What is it? What? What's it called? Ricky Respiratory. No, the drink. LaCroix, something like that. I mean, it's great if you're going to put it in a cup with a bunch of Tito's, but other than that, 
All right. So you digress. I digress. Hmm? Speaking of videos. Um, all right. So it's all hooked up. It's all ready to go. So we're going to bleed in the O2. So on this side of the machine, you have a little port right here, and you can bleed the oxygen. So I have the two 10 liter concentrators. Like I told you before, I don't know if you can hear them in the background going. And I have them wide together. So this is the Y. You're not looking at the why. Why? Pay attention. Nailed it. <laughs> um, this is the why. And then you take the O2 tubing that's going to connect to the aero machine. And like I said, on here right now, it's 21%. But I'll hold it like this. Hopefully, I won't drop it. And as soon as I plug in. What happens? What the FiO2 is going to jump. So the reason that I'm showing you this is so that you know that you can't plug the FiO2 in on the machine. It comes from the concentrator. Delicious. So, so it's banned. Terrible. All right. So watch it go up. So there it is. What did it jump to? I can't say. Don't make me start doing that. 69. So it should be in and around 70 at 30 liters with 210. So it's a 20, I got 20 liters from the concentrator. Is the FiO2 going up? I can't see it. Yeah, it's at 69. Um. It's like a child. You're like a, you're like a wind-up toy. All right, so here, it's at 70. So 30 liters per minute, 70%. And that's exactly what it should be. So... The higher you go up on the flow, the lower the FiO2 is going to go. So um, if I were to go up to 40 liters, the percentage would drop down to 60. And then if you're at the max of 60 liters, the highest FiO2 you can get with the two tens bled together. So this is in the home or in the nursing facility without piped in O2 is 50%. So 60, 50. I do have charts that I made for all the numbers that you can reach at all the different flows. And I also have a chart that shows you how long the water bag lasts because that's a very common question. Um, but So if anybody needed any of that information, they could contact us and we could get you over that information. Yeah, send it right to you. And then um, a couple things I'm gonna go over real quick. So- um, You could also get it on the Google. On the Google, you could definitely Google it. You can Google anything. Um, so there are a couple alarms on the machine I want to talk about um, just for those people that are, you know, flip out whenever they hear an alarm and instead of trying to troubleshoot it, they immediately lose their mind. So because the nasal cannula is wider and has to still go into the nostrils, it's mushy to make it more comfortable. Um, so what happens is sometimes because the secure thing is just like this people are uh -huh. sleeping i know people are sleeping they have it in their nose this is a little bit heavy it has the clothes clip if you want to put it on there uh to lessen that but what happens is is that this sometimes comes down and then it gets bent against the top of the lip there and it causes a blockage so the machine will eventually beep off saying there's a blockage so at that point you would just move it back into the nose and you're good to go. And then the other alarm. Keep in mind, John had that in his nose many times. No, I opened a new one. I draw the line and put oh, everything in the same. Good. I don't want anything that's been in John in the what in the. Um, so 
And then the other thing that goes off is that the water bag is empty. So the machine will let you know that the water bag is empty. Um, yeah. And that's a big one because that's where the humidity comes from. Question. Uh, here we go. Yes. I would like to know how transportable these devices are. It's not. So that's the thing. Um, if you're going to be, so that's why it's good for hospice and that's why it's good for the patients that are still needing to get over the hump. They're not going to be that mobile. Um because it's not meant to be walked around with. You can't put a 50 foot tube on it and walk all around your house. Um, so you're kind of just in bed on this one. This cord is only, not cord, this tubing is only about, what is it, six feet? And then yep. plus another foot, I got it taped on me, you know, another 18 inches. Yeah, um, now, in a, in, a, in a hospice home situation, I mean, we've certainly, gone to people's homes to kind of move the device safely over to you know somebody wants to spend some time out on their porch or whatnot i mean we've certainly done that right yeah i mean you can you can move get it. an extension cord you can careful. get a rolly table you can i mean you can do that you can go sit out on your porch on high flow you can you can do that um yep but it's not meant for you to your everyday walking around like people that are right you're not taking this to the market mm -hmm. Gotcha. I mean, but you could get an eye off. Take you that could get one. an eye off. Stay tuned. Uh, in a future podcast on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, um, but yeah, so that's the answer to the portable O2 and flow is the nine. Mm -hmm. What else? You tell me. Any I other? What? what? Oh, for high flow? Yeah. It. That's it. What else do you want me to say? I don't know. I'm sure Rebecca has some ideas. Where's she at? <laughs> You're, so salty. You're so, so salty. salty. Don't be so salty. It doesn't look good on you, okay? I don't, think it, I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> I love it. Because usually your vitriol is a, uh, is certainly uh, coming this way. Remember the last podcast we had just had an argument before that? Remember? Oh, now it's going to pop your tires? Yeah. You're no. just removing from your car completely? Yeah, that's great. Okay, so uh, in... Oh, I thought you were... I'm eating. still nursing this hangover from Saturday. Yeah. I opened up my blood vessels. Yeah. I drank yeah, vodka I from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. You drank what? Vodka. From 2 p.m. to 2 a.m.? Good night. You need more than a high flow. So in summation, uh, these devices are great for the patients that need them. Uh, and again, the patients that are not tolerating, you know, their BiPAP is a, is a perfect patient because the high flow with that CPAP effect will eliminate um, and the high flow itself will eliminate, wash out uh, extra CO2. So typically those patients, let's say nursing home or hospice patients, um, they'll just build up their CO2. They'll feel miserable. They'll be short of breath, so on and so forth. So this is a great thing for hospice patients. It's a great thing for nursing home patients that are struggling. This is a great thing for coronavirus patients. Um, they've they're done, using to treat in the hospital. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what they're doing. They're this is how they're treating these patients in the hospital. The one you know caveat they want to discuss is the what's it the AGPs the aerosol generating procedures. So they have done a study 
uh, about, you know, putting masks on the patients that are in non-negative pressure rooms and putting masks on them over top or, uh, you know, obviously you have the interface and then the mask over here. Similarly to the people that are driving around, I don't know if they're on Airvo when they're in their cars with the mask by themselves and the gloves. Whole issue, whole whole other. Are issue. they are they on the Airvo? Is that I the don't issue? know. I, there's there's they got to be on something because that is <laughs> they're on something. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, I think I absolutely nailed it today. Crushed it. Did an amazing job on the podcast. Always. Thanks again for Eric for being on the podcast today. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. What's that? We couldn't do it without you. Appreciate that. Uh, looking forward to the next round of comments. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in to the Hey, can somebody please call respiratory? podcast and joel tune in cue in the music hey we'll see you next time where we will discuss an item that we have not discussed as of yet which we have not determined what we will discuss but it'll be riveting it will be something that you would want to tune into uh if this is the last thing down the rabbit hole of the internet that you find this is the last thing that you will be tuned into. Um, there's a lot of infomercials and um, I've been down a couple rabbit holes. Yeah, that's, Definitely probably, not about that, that's probably for another podcast. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. We will talk to you on the flip side. Once again, thank everybody did a great job. Mostly Eric. Thanks for being on the podcast, Eric. Denise, we'll keep working on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll keep working on it. I didn't gargle my coffee this time, so nailed it. <laughs> Don't be so salty. Well, thanks a lot, Eric, again, for being on the podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.